This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The thing about dishonesty from politicians is that it ultimately corrodes and destroys democracy itself. You see, if you can no longer believe in anything that a politician ever says, anything that they ever promise, then your faith in the democratic system itself collapses. Politicians can just go around saying anything and everything, knowing that they'll never have to do anything that they promise and knowing there will be never any consequences for their dishonesty. And when both main political parties do this sort of wanton dishonesty, it becomes an informal pact because neither then has a moral high ground to hold the other to account for their own dishonesty and so democracy just becomes a morass of lies. And so we return again to Keir Starmer and his serial dishonesty. Today I've been trending on Twitter all day because I went on Good Morning Britain and did something unforgivable, something criminal. I told the truth. You see, Keir Starmer's team decided to brief the Murdoch press yesterday that they were going to abandon yet another of the pledges that he made to get elected leader of the Labour Party back in 2020. He has essentially now abandoned the entire leadership pitch his entire democratic mandate from 2020. And a Labour source was candid about this, telling the Times newspaper, it's one of the remaining commitments from 2019 that we will be clear we have moved on from. Moved on from is, of course, a euphemism for abandoning a solemn pledge. Now, here's what I said on Good Morning Britain. The problem is Keir Starmer stood on a leadership platform. He's actually in the papers there, abandoning his pledge on tuition fees. <laughs> he promised to nationalise key utilities. He promised to increase taxes on the rich. He's abandoned all of those pledges. But he hasn't, at the same time, I think that was very dishonest myself, but he hasn't put a clear vision in its place. No, this hasn't. is what Britain will look like under Labour. This is what we'll do. We'll redistribute wealth. Which is what Blair succeeded in doing. Exactly. He painted a picture that it people was a recognize. clear picture. Yeah. And it's the same with you know, Harold Wilson. So Keir Starmer compared himself to Harold Wilson when he stood for the Labour leadership. And again, there was a very clear vision. Harold Wilson had this white um, heat of technology, modernisation, yeah. bringing Britain kicking and screaming into the modern era. There's nothing really clearly there. And actually the problem, and this is what Labour have to address is they're ahead because the Tories imploded right. over Partygate, over numerous multiple scandals, over the cost of living crisis. Mm -hmm. And at the moment, Labour are, are very clearly very ahead. And I think they are favourites to win the next election still. Yes. But you can see how that lead can be chipped away if voters aren't also, clear about what Labour Also, Andrew, I wonder... Yeah. You see, there's a key point that I tried to make here, which is that while Starmer promised in the 2020 leadership election to keep the key radical domestic policies of the Corbyn era, like nationalisation, higher taxes on the rich, abolishing tuition fees, standing with trade unions when they take strike action, uh, free movement, we could go on, 
Tony Blair did not pretend to be a Benite when he stood for Labour leader in 1994. He was clear from the beginning about the direction he was going to take the party and the country. Now, in Pledge 2 in the leadership election, Keir Starmer issued 10 pledges. The definition of pledge is a solemn promise or undertaking. In Pledge 2, under social justice, Keir Starmer promised to support the abolition of tuition fees and invest in lifelong learning. Now, each of these pledges even has a signature, which he did as though to make it look like a contract that he had signed, a kind of contract, his written word, to make sure that these pledges were seen as cast iron by the membership. Now, here's what he said to Andrew Neil during the leadership election. What about university tuition fees then? Will you remain committed to scrapping them in They're your first term? They're all pledges, Andrew. So the answer to these questions is yes. So university tuition fees being scrapped will be in a Starmer manifesto? Yes, that's why it's a pledge. The next election. Okay. He's almost kind of ridiculing kind of the, the idea that, you know, this could be anything other than a cast iron promise, given it's called a pledge. He also said this during the leadership election. That. Um, on tuition fees, I felt very, very strongly um, that one thing that benefited me greatly was not having tuition fees. If, if you come from a background uh, or family that hasn't got a lot of money sloshing around, um, and this would be true of my family, people don't like to take on debt um, and they're scared of debt. And um, uh, and there's huge, I mean, tuition fees is a huge debt for young people that they carry with them for a very long time. And that's why we rightly committed at the last election to get rid of tuition fees. It's not the only thing, by the way, I don't think, I mean, there's... He even made a promise to me on this directly. You see, back in 2020, during the leadership context, before the pandemic began, his team assembled a group of left-wing journalists and commentators. The basis for doing this clearly was to try and, I suppose, mollify or go on a trial offensive with left-wing journalists on the basis that uh, they were trying to win over the membership of a Labour Party, a membership which was very clearly on the left, and therefore they wanted to, I guess, try and neutralise a threat from left-wing journalists by being overly hostile or critical or whatever. And I was asked to come and have a... It's like, come and speak to Kian, I want you to have a bit of time one-on-one with him. And one of the things I specifically asked him was about tuition fees, about that being a cast-iron promise. And he said, yes, that I think that, that place has to stay. And I said, well, lots of Labour MPs don't support abolishing tuition fees. Um, and they'll put you under a lot of pressure to remove that kind of pledge. And he said, well, they will have to accept the mandate on which I am elected leader of the Labour Party. What do you even say? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Now, Stan was right to make this, and I repeat, solid promise or undertaking. That's what a pledge is. A graduate on a median income now is paying a marginal tax of about 41%, far more than many people who are significantly richer than that. That's not a tax on income, it's a tax on learning. Education is a social good from which we all benefit from. The more you educate people, the more that has a positive impact on society as a whole. We are punishing young people for daring to dream of a university education that we all benefit from, which is why in particular we should ask big businesses who particularly benefit from an educated workforce to pay a bit more in corporation tax in order to, for example, ensure that we don't saddle young people with debt for going for university education. Now, we're punishing a generation which is also paying a huge amount of what remains of their pay packet on rent because we have a rip-off private rented sector. Uh, home ownership has collapsed. Many young people have been driven in, into insecure work, whether they went to university or not. Obviously, youth services were decimated in their childhood in many cases. Social security, again, hammered, which disproportionately affects many young workers. They suffered a particularly acute stagnation and fall in living standards. Again, young people have suffered particularly there. Young people desperately need help. Now, the whole tuition fee system is a nonsense. 83% of student loans are forecast never to be paid back. The whole rationale for tuition fees was that it'd get more funding for universities, including more pay and resources for staff. That hasn't happened. The staff um, at universities, their real pay has declined by about a fifth in the first decade of tuition fees. Most academic workers are now on insecure contracts. It imposes a market on universities, making them compete with each other. That means winners and losers. Universities have to attract students, so they splash cash in flashy buildings and marketing, a complete waste of money which go in investing in people's actual education, but of course students are now treated as consumers. Now, the, the argument for abandoning these pledges is that, well, the countries are descending into a big mess in that period. Now, obviously, ludicrous to suggest that a greater crisis, that more acute crisis, means less radical solutions. Obviously, that's not what happened in 1945. Labour in 1945 didn't look at the country and go, well, it's been bond to shit. Uh, we've got massive economic problems as a consequence, huge deficit in debt. No, they said we. that means we have to radically transform the country. And that's what they did. And they founded the NHS, the welfare state, nationalised a fifth of industry, and um, delivered a massive house-building programme. Now, it's clear... This was a lie because what happened is Starmer hired a bunch of Blairites who didn't believe in any of his pledges and put a few Corbyn supporters in positions where he gradually purged them over the first year, to be honest, of his leadership. But if you look at the people who were backing him and in his leadership team and the fact he told the likes of Margaret Hodge, well, he didn't, sorry. Margaret Hodge reported that... Um, one of his MPs told her that it was he was making lies he would he would U-turn on when he became Labour leader. He didn't mean any of these things. He made these pledges because he knew that the membership was to the left and the only way to win them over was to make a load of promises that he would renege on as soon as he felt it was politically possible or convenient or opportune to do so when he no longer needed to win their votes. Now, all Dave Starmer's online army, who are the most tedious people I've ever come across on the internet, I have to say, are going, oh, I'm a, you're a Tory fourth columnist, you work for the Tories, go and marry them. I've said this before, but this is what they're like. If the Tories behaved as dishonestly 
and the Tories do behave repeatedly dishonestly. So, for example, they promised not to hike national insurance. Then, after the election, they did hike national insurance, which they claim was because economic circumstances have changed. We didn't let them get away with that. We hammered them for that. That was deceit. That was a broken promise. But these people go, well, actually, no, it's different. They, it's, why is it different? It's not different because it's not dishonest. And you don't care about dishonesty, you lot. I'm going to speak to you directly. I don't need to be polite about these people. I don't, I'm never going to win them over anyway. I might as well be rude about them or at least direct. You, you, don't, you don't believe any of that. You know it's dishonest. You don't care about dishonesty at all. You only care about being on the receiving end of dishonesty. You only care about dishonesty when it's people you don't like being dishonest. If it's a politician you do like, then you're fine with dishonesty. You have no problem with it. And some of you go, well, we have to play this game because the Tories are dishonest. Fine, destroy democracy then. Every, every politician just be as dishonest as they like. No functioning democratic system will remain. That's what happens. Now, you know, the fact, you know, people said to me, oh, you go on TV two days before uh, an election and complain about them. Well, yeah, I didn't force at gunpoint Starmer's team to go to a right-wing rag and boast about how they were abandoning yet another promise. I didn't force Keir Starmer to be dishonest. I am a political commentator, I don't work for Keir Starmer, I'm not in his, on his payroll, my job is to tell the truth. And do you know what, if Starmer's strategy of defining Labour against the left, which is the only thing Labour are offering at the moment, waging war on the left, defining themselves against the left, abandoning left-wing policies, if that's correct, the more I'm criticising him, the better for him. That's just playing into his hands, if anything, isn't it? Of course it is. Because, you know, they're going, well, the, le the more the left attack us, the more that shows that we've moved on. So what's your problem? You can't have it both ways. But as ever, I'm going to keep telling the truth on this channel. No matter how much it winds people up, ultra-partisan ultra uh, cheerleaders for the Labour leadership who just want to be fed nonsense and lies and propaganda as long as it confirms what they already think. Not going to do that. I'll keep holding the Conservatives to account, which is my bread and butter. I will also keep scrutinising the government waiting. Uh, press like and subscribe. I will see you all soon. And do support us on patreon.com forward slash ojoes84. Bye. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.